Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's uh, Corner 3 on a Friday morning. Presented, as always, by our friends at Mechdon. Scott Christopherson, what's up, What's up, man? I slept through my alarm, so this is an early edition, but still late because I slept through my alarm. No, it's uh, things are good. Uh, Friday, end of the week, ready for the weekend. It's starting to warm up a little bit, so... Trying to uh, shake off the the memory of that game we saw on Wednesday night, but aside from that, things are good. Yeah, that was a, I mean, next level bad performance. Uh, Score thirty six points and a seventeen point loss to Oklahoma State. Uh, not very often that you give up only fifty three points and lose by seventeen. Uh, but man, this was just. There have been higher scoring Big Twelve football games. A lot of higher score Big 12, Big 12 football <laughs> games. This would have been a low scoring Big 12 football game in like 2008, you know. Uh, but man, I mean, Iowa State averaged 0.56 points per possession, which is dreadful. Uh, I mean, they shot 36% from the field or from two, 11% from three, and 40% from the free throw line. I, like, I don't even know what to say. I don't know. You asked me before what I took away from this. I have no idea what I took away from that. It was one of those things where I almost need to wait and see when they play again before I can make a decision on how impactful that was. This team is just – you you doubt them, and they come out of nowhere, and they make you look silly for doubting them, and then you start to believe in them, and you're like, man, we could we could do some damage in the tournament or in the big 12 tournament. And then you're like, I don't know how we lost. I don't know how we've won 10 games. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just, they they're capable of playing with some really good teams and having some incredible performances, but their floor offensively is low. And uh, I think, you know, Oklahoma state, it just seemed like threw some things at them that they were not expecting to see and they really struggled to adjust to it. I mean, they just, they looked uncomfortable even dribbling and passing and catching. And, you know, when you don't do those things, well, shots are not going to fall most of the time. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I do think Oklahoma state deserves some credit. I thought they had a good plan. You know? I agree. I think Oklahoma state deserves a lot of credit. I mean, they, yeah. they outplayed them for 40 minutes. I mean, they, they, they handily won that game. Right. And they, like I said, I thought they had a good plan with the zone and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, it seemed like only a matter of time before someone tried that. Uh, just like we dare you to shoot over the top of us, yeah. you know, 
and said, we're not going to let Tyrese get in the paint. We're not going to let Isaiah get in the paint. We're not going to do any of those things. Most teams wouldn't be able to do that. Oklahoma State plays more zone than most any other team in the league, you know. But, like, I, when, when they finally did that, I was like, man, you know, I don't know if I blame them. Like, Iowa State's been kind of tearing up their man defense, tore their man defense up at the end of that game down in Stillwater. Might as well try something new. And, and I mean, obviously it really worked and it really disrupted what Iowa State was trying to do offensively. Yeah, they had a good rim protection too. Uh, you know, guys that can, you know, rise up to 11 feet and, and erase shots at the rim. Uh, they they really mucked the lane up. And I think, you know, if I were to say, all right, we're going to play them again tomorrow, what would be my advice? If they're going to play that way, we've got to make the adjustments in and in, in, okay, well, who can get them out of that? You know, who can take them out of that style of defense? And right. I think, you know, we've talked a little bit about this. I talked a little bit about this with, with um, Chris, you know, that'd be a game where, you know, Caleb shoots two shots on Wednesday night. You know, he's a guy that could pull him out of that. If he could get it going a little bit, you know, jazz is a guy that could take him out of that. You know, I know he didn't, he got a few more shots the other night and didn't make them, but you know, that's where your shooters have got to step up and, knock down shots, you know, Gabe's got to, got to come out and, and knock down some more shots. Right. Uh, and then I think everybody's got to recognize, all right, they're, I mean, they're just saying you are not getting in the lane under no set of circumstances. Are we allowing this? And everybody else has got to, okay, we got to make that adjustment who can help us get them out of this defense. And we got to look to set them up. Like one of the things that I think happens is, that happens and we just kind of play equal opportunity. You know, everybody shoots the same percentage offense and that's not, that's not how basketball works. Some guys shoot much better than others. And I think we've got to make those adjustments a little bit better on the fly. I don't know that Baylor will play that style of defense. Maybe they will, but I, I think Baylor is going to stay true to who they are. Uh, and then when they get into the tournament, I mean, I think teams will game plan for them, but I, I, I treated this in the game. I'm really looking forward to watching this team play a team outside of the big 12. Cause these games are so physical teams are so athletic and these teams know each other so well that I, I just, I'm curious to actually see what Iowa state looks like playing against a good team. That's not in the big 12. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that it will be much cleaner of a game for them. I know Baylor. I know Baylor has played some zone this year, uh, mostly against teams when they haven't been able to slow them down. Uh, I think maybe Tech was one that they they played some zone against. I would not anticipate them playing zone tomorrow, though. Uh, they also are one of those. Yeah, we we aren't going to deviate from our identity types of teams. So I would be surprised if they saw more zone. But I mean. I just it was so disappointing after winning four in a row, you know, oh. and and seemingly having a lot of things figured out and you just had kind of clinched your spot in the tournament. And that and then to come out and play that way, I mean, that was what was so disappointing to me. It just they didn't seem ready to play, didn't seem locked in, you know, and that was really, really frustrating. Where you're just like, Man, how are you not ready to go right now? You know, and the and not being able to catch the ball. I mean, able to pass the ball, throwing the ball at each other's feet. You know, that's the stuff that just is – that stuff pisses me off, man. Well, like, it, it just is annoying. They get really casual, it seems like. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just where you're watching it, and it's like, man, we kind of act like a team that – and I've said this before, where, well, whatever, we'll just show up and we'll get 70, 75. We're at Hilton, and it'll all just work out. And then, I mean, this team is – 
a really hard team to kind of like, <laughs> you don't really know what you're going to get from them game in and right. game. Out. Like, are we going to get the team that went into Kansas and almost won that game uh, tomorrow against Baylor? Or are we going to struggle to put up 40? You know what I mean? And like, that's such a big difference between the, those two performances. And I love this team. I love this group of guys, but man, they do this too much where they, they have this casual attitude of we're just going to show up and it's all going to work out. And I don't want to be, you know, down on them, but like in the grand scheme of talent in college basketball, you are nowhere close to good enough to approach the game that way. And that's just an honest assessment. I mean, so it, it is frustrating. I get, I mean, it's frustrating for the fans. You know, you. I think everybody was ready to blow the lid off that place at Hilton one last time this year. And right. I mean, what? Uh, it's like a firework that just never went off. Yeah, that was just. I don't know, man. And I, you know, I think that there was maybe a piece of it that early in the game, like it was just officiated weirdly, and it just like knocked them out of their, out of their game plan. I mean, you couldn't get a foul under the rim to save your life. So I think that that was probably a portion of it because it's like, if you're, if they're going to put Musa Cisse underneath the rim and they're not going to call him for a foul at the rim. Yeah. I mean, good, good luck. You know, how are you going to score at the rim then? The guy's seven feet tall and he can, and he's ridiculously athletic. He's not going to give up a bucket, you know, like right. I, that, that was the kind of stuff that I, you know, again, I, like I've said this before, I'm not blaming the officials. It's just a weirdly officiated game, you know, and it, it would make it hard to play in that kind of game when it's like, well, how do I score on the seven foot guy? If you're not going to ever call a foul on him, you know, yeah, and, and you texted me during the game. I think you said something about how, you know, they, they call, they'll, they'll pick these spots to call these like ticky tack fouls out at, you know, 20, 25 feet. Oh yeah. On the perimeter. It's on site. It's on site. But then they'll get in the lane and there'll be like a heavy collision. Yeah. And, you know, they just kind of stand around and look like, oh, yeah, no, no big deal. And I think as, as a fan, like, you know, you don't want to talk about the officials. You don't want to complain, like be that guy that complains about them all the time. I just, but you don't know what to expect. I think that's the part yeah. that's so frustrating is it's like, it's so hot and cold with, foul calls and in freedom of movement and those sorts of things where I think if they just were consistent, it would be like, okay, you know, this is just the way these games are officiated. It's just, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's ticky tack and then sometimes it's, you know, rugby. That's what you don't, yeah. you don't know which to expect. That's what drives me nuts about yeah. it is that there's so many nights where if you breathe on someone, you're being called by, you're being called for a foul. But if yeah. you yeah, I mean, you you have to be facing 25 to life down there to get called for a foul <laughs> other times. And that's what, like, that's just what drives me crazy, man. And I understand that there's different crews and things like that, but this has to be a conversation that's had in college basketball, I think, of figuring out a way to get this more uniform. I mean, it's not good. It's not good enough. The officiating is not good enough for college basketball right now. Well, and, and I think in the, in the Big 12 in particular, these teams are so athletic and they're so physical. I think they just – Rather than a the, the point of emphasis for next year should just be consistency. Yeah. Not hand checking or, you know, off the ball, like just be consistent in what you call and everybody can adjust to it. Dude, but the one that drives me crazy is the illegal screens. <clears throat> what is it with that? All of a sudden we call every illegal screen. 
But like the ones that they're going to call, it's not even because someone hits him. It's because he rolls too soon. That's not a, that's not a moving screen. Yeah. You know, no, it's, uh, it, it's like you shake your, you, you know, you shake the eight ball and all right, here's the call. I mean, and, and, and that's what, again, I, I don't think it was like, well, Oklahoma state got all the calls or anything no. like that. They I mean, suck for both teams. Oklahoma state teams. just beat Iowa state. There's no other way to say that, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about this, you know, several times this year. I just think the, the lack of consistency makes it frustrating for everybody watching the game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, going down to, you know, going down to Waco, uh, this one is a whatever happens, happens type of game, I suppose. I mean, I, I, I don't think they're going to win. That's mm-hmm. just my personal opinion. That would be, I mean, that would be far outside of the realm of possibility, I think, but I, I guess it's possible. Um, likely to play Texas tech down in Kansas city. I guess we will see what happens I, I, is more or less what I'm saying. I, I don't, I don't know what to think now after Wednesday night, this has been a serious damper dampener. It is. It, yeah, no, it has. I mean, that was a game that you expected them to win and, and they come out and, and just had a, a really rough performance. I mean, like I said, it's, you don't want to get too down on them in the grand scheme of things. The, the fact that we're sitting here talking about seeding and that they won 20 games is great, but you know, they've got, they've got some performances that I, has a team ever made the NCAA tournament and played three home games where they didn't score 45 points. Brent Bloom, we need, we need you to look into this and report back. Cause I, I can't think of an, an NCAA tournament team that's had three performances TCU, Kansas, and Oklahoma State at home that, I mean, it's just the highs and highs and the lows of lows. I wouldn't be surprised if they played well. I wouldn't be surprised if they competed in this game. And I've said this before with this team, if you get this game to four minutes to go and it's within a possession, Isaiah can close a game out for you. We've seen that. So I've seen crazier things happen than for Iowa State to go on the road and beat Baylor. But at the same time, too, it's hard to come off of that game on Wednesday night and think that this team has a legitimate ch- chance to go down and win this game. Right. You know? I mean, it's. I mean, Baylor's uh, been beat up too. You know. Right. So. I, guess, yeah. I don't I, know, man. I mean, I just yeah. I just want to see them come out and just like you just want to see them have a good performance going into postseason play, right? right? So, like, obviously, we'd love to see them win, but we know Baylor's good. It's a home, their last home game of the year. There's a lot of things going against Iowa State, but, like, let's not get beat up on the offensive glass. Mm-hmm. You know, let's continue to defend. I, I don't think the defense was terrible against Oklahoma State by any stretch of the imagination. 53 is a very winning number. And then offensively, like, I just want to see them get back to some of the things we saw the previous four games where the ball's moving, you know, we're handling it, we're crisp, and we're getting to the stuff that we want to get to. If they want to egregiously take away the lane on our guys that kind of slash, then let's look to do a better job of setting up our shooters for open shots. And those guys got to step up and knock them down. And if you want to, you know, if you want to play big time basketball and you want to be a big time contributor at this level, you got to be able to step up and consistently knock shots down at a, a 35% or better clip. You can't, you can't make six, one game and then go three or four games where you only make one. It just, you, you won't get it done at this level. We've had too many guys that do that. 
if they're going to keep the lane open and allow our guys to attack, then let's keep moving the rocks side to side and get those guys playing downhill and play off of that. But I just want to see them come out with a little bit more purpose, a little bit more clarity on what they're doing and just look cleaner getting in and out of it. You know, Baylor on the roads are a really tough matchup. Texas Tech is a brutal. I think Texas Tech's a, a very legitimate Final Four caliber team. Yeah. And those are two really tough teams. But uh, that's that's the that's life in the Big Twelve, and that's the task they have in front of them. And and you know, it's time to go out and uh, and see what they can get done. I think it's good for this team to get away from Hilton Coliseum. I don't <laughs> I don't know what it is about playing in Ames this year, but man, they just can't score too many nights when they cannot score in their own building, which is just really weird, but it, yeah, it's, uh, it is. I, I don't, I don't have an answer for why that, I mean, I don't have an answer for many of these problems, frankly. It, it'd be one thing if it's like 55 or 60, but yeah. I, I don't have an answer or a remedy for three performances at home of sub 45 basketball. Yeah. That's really hard to do i mean the th- yeah <laughs> just make a shot make a shot like, don't like, turn the wall over a zillion times i mean those I are those say. are quite literally the only answers like i don't know that there is anymore just make the shots you know right. you have to execute and th- there, there's no magic plays where the ball ends up in the basket for you you have to go out and get it done and that we've just had too many performances at home where that has happened but for sure yeah, for sure. All right, buddy. We'll uh we'll talk to you early next week and preview Kansas City. I know we're gonna do the Cyclone Fanatic radio show on Monday, so maybe we'll have you with on and you on with me and Chris Williams and we'll we'll talk about that before we head down to Kansas City. Sound good? Sounds good, man. All right, we'll talk to everybody again soon. Have a great weekend. Peace.